talk lines open now at 247-2000. Hello, 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 and welcome to the first city forum abroad by Permanent Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and we are here on Friday with Mystery Friday with my good friend, the one and only Steve Carmen. How's it going, Steve? Hey, it's going great, Joe. Steve, I am so excited to have you on. Uh, so for those just tuning in with us for the first time this Friday, Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, though his career in private investigating has taken him all over the world. And Steve calls in every Friday and he gives us three stories from his career and he ends with a safety tip. But first, Steve, how has your week been? It's been a moment. Yo, it's been, uh, been great. I've uh, had a great week. Uh, the family's fine and... Uh really been planning, looking forward to it. It's a great new year. Fantastic. Steve, what stories do you have for us today? Oh, Joe, we are all over the board for your listeners today. We have somebody that got some, some revenge, a technology story, and a very bittersweet story that almost makes you cry, but you'll be glad you heard it. Glad to bring this to your listeners today. First story's a tough one, Joe. Sort of had to buckle up, but it takes a weird turn. We've talked about life insurance fraud. You don't see that much. A lot of that will uh, counter on a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, knocking off their significant other. Oh, my. Obviously, illegal. <laughs> do that, Joe. I'm laughing because I can't imagine people still do it today. But, Joe, they do, and sometimes they meet what they deserve. This one's tough, though, Joe. This, this one's tough to hear. There's a lady out of the Midwest that has a life insurance policy. And her husband took out three additional life insurance policies. Remember, Joe, we talked a couple months ago about some red flags. Folks, if your significant other is taking out a string of life insurance on you, you've got to stop and ask why. It's a very valid question. Well, it turned out, Joe, that she had a sickness. She wasn't feeling good, and the husband was an accomplished doctor. I don't mean the doctor just sort of graduated, just sort of hanging on, Joe. This guy knew a lot of stuff, although he was not in the field of cancer, but very well educated. And of course, they joke, this involves a lot of beating on, on both ends. They're just going to say it what it is. Maybe a lot of hard feelings, some really nasty stuff. But, but you know, you, you don't tell people, so we just don't allow in this country we shouldn't, obviously. Well, she got sick with cancer, Joe. So she then turns to the husband for advice. He's not a cancer specialist, right? But then he just, what does he do, Joe? He turns to cold shoulder. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't know where to point you. I don't know what to say. Now, when your listeners go, Steve, how did you know that she just tell you? So we were able later to recover some emails that she had sent to him. And we saw it in his writing. Totally rebuffed her in the greatest time of need. He couldn't care less. Then, of course, this stuff starts spreading. Would you have died anyway, Joe? I don't know. But let me tell you something. He did not lift a finger to prevent this from happening. Wow. Fed up. You know what happens, Joe? She, she passed away. You see, she died. He couldn't care less, right? So we did an interview, and he climbed up. He went to an attorney. I was worried about some criminal charges. To your listeners know, in this particular case, was that his, his the other specialty in those special uh, um, restriction or, or elements that he had to meet with in the state. So he could just say, I don't know enough that he did advice. I mean, good luck. That's way to 
show that Sidney did, he died one cold-hearted man. Let me put it describe that way. He dies in jail. He collects in life insurance, right? Life's not supposed to work that way where you profit off of being a, uh, a jerk to somebody. Let me say it that way. But he did, Joe. But as in life, all life sometimes works out in a very weird way. Less than two years later, with his newfound life insurance, with his uh, trophy girlfriend, I'll call it how it is, Joe, smacked by semi-trucking shells. Never got to really enjoy that. And it's very odd how uh, life works out sometimes. Wait, Steve, so I think I'm a little confused. So the 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 husband was a doctor and he pre- he did not prevent the wife from dying or did he uh give her some kind of poison no no there was no poison there was an autopsy and they never wanted to paint that but what would he did do, do though joe was not give her a hand not give her advice certainly wasn't loving and caring didn't encourage her to seek other treatments he pretty much let nature run its course her death is back to God. He didn't care. And so then, it turned out not to be a criminal offense. But certainly, man, you talk about people that are low life, he certainly could qualify for that. He did. Wow, that's intense. So, Steve, I'm having a little trouble uh, hearing you just a little bit. It's kind of muffled on my end. I think uh, just uh, a heads up there. It's not too bad, but it just sounds like you're slurring just a little bit. But that's an intense story. So the husband's a doctor. The wife's uh, sick with some kind of uh, deadly illness. He knows what's going on, and he does not help. Uh, All to collect the life insurance. Like, man, how greedy can one person be? I mean, a, a doctor, you must be making some kind of money, right? So then you just let your wife died just for more money intense uh so th- for those just tuning in with us we are on the line with steve carmen Steve is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, and he's worked as a private investigator for over 30 years. So he calls into our little station every Friday, and he gives us three stories and a safety tip. Uh, So we've just heard the story of a greedy doctor who literally watched his wife wither and die for the insurance money. Uh, What do you have for us next, Steve? Oh, Joe, I got a very good technology story, much lighter for your listeners. We all know what drones are, right? They fly up in the sky like a, with a remote control. The drones? Oh, yeah. And of course, there's laws. The you know, legal landscape changing, right? Alaska may be different than Arizona. They're cautioning you one before you fly this. Please check out where you're at, right? So this one involved a stolen race car. Not a high-level one, but pretty good. Worth a pretty good amount of money. They did not have a GPS on it. Oh, it's crucial. But some things pop, some things happen, Joe. I got some leaves and got it smoked down to a little area of town, within about a three-block area. Just a really powerful car that goes on the drag strip. The thought that somebody would steal it, Joe, and not start it, nah, I don't believe that. Someone's going to have an ego, right? This thing also has a parachute on back. That's how fast it is. Somebody's going to have an ego and try and get that thing up, pop that thing. I, I know guys, Joe. I know men, that's what they do, right? So we go out and look, man, we can't find a thing, right? So then I just start chatting people up. Stuff called stirring the pot to your listeners, chatting, stirring, talking, offering information. People start talking, Joe, especially when they're mad at their neighbors. That's what happened. They said, hey, look, you're anybody grabbing an engine? You'd be out here trying to really run and gun it. Hey, wait a second, man. 
Here's that dude the three houses from the end. Joe is trying to rev it up at night, pop the pair. See how a huge ego. Huge ego. So what what do we do when it's inside, you know? Well, you, you, at that point, you can't get a search warrant because you don't even know it's the car, Joe. So what do I try and do? I've been on Saturday. A couple of weeks ago, I hired a guy with a drone. Very, very cheap one, very simple. I pay his neighbor that he works it's tricky, Joe. You can't just fly a drone over people's house, try and peek in the windows. A lot of legalities there. So I hire a guy. He goes up for very cheap to fly his drone. I go to the neighbor. I offer him a $100 bill that we could fly up and down his fence line for about 20 minutes. Joe, it took all of about 30 seconds to find that race car. The drone turned the camera. I said, says the watch on the phone. We saw it right inside that big tall fence. Of course, the police moved. The race car's back. For those who care, the guy never could get that fast enough to pop the parachute. He was not that good of a driver. Car's back home today, yeah. Wow. Wow. Steve. So I'm having just a little bit trouble of uh, trouble understanding some of these stories. I don't know if uh, if your uh, if your phone's sort of far away from you or uh, or if you're uh, having some trouble speaking a little clearly. But from what I heard from that story, we have a a a a neighbor with a drone and they're spying on on their neighbors with the with the drone. Yeah, we were able to get this drone up and look over the fence, Joe and see the stolen race car on the other neighbor's property. Oh. That's exactly what we did. Oh, so you guys used the drone to find the stolen race car. Well, shoot, there we go. Uh, so for those just tuning in with us, we are on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve is a private inv investigator based out of Indianapolis, and his 30-plus uh, year career in private investigating has taken him all over the world. He's a president of the Homeland Security Foundation of America, um, and he calls in every Friday, and he gives us three stories from his career, and he ends with a safety tip. We've heard a, a story about a doctor who literally watched his wife wither and die for the insurance money. We've heard about technology revealing revealing the uh, location of a stolen race car. And uh, what do you have for us next, Steve? So I have such a sweet story, then Really great way to start a new year. Those of you who are, who are adopted or have been adopted, maybe you're looking for a parent, maybe a brother or sister. I don't think we've ever, ever talked about that much on this show, but there is help. The old adoption system was tight, though. Hard to get records on somebody. They were sealed, sealed for a reason, right? Well, things are changing, the landscape's changing, the need for health insurance information has changed, yeah. So we had a lead on somebody who was adopted. She wanted to find her father. It happened 32 years ago, Joe. That's a lot of time, 32 years. So what we were able to do was track these leads, get some help. Joe, we, we did get lucky a few times, right? It's not always skill. We were able to track down this gentleman through a, just a real long process. He then was willing to come forward. That's all just the other half, right? So these people don't want to reconcile, you know, go back in time. Soon as it opens up old wounds, I get that, right? 32 years, Joe, he was older. He was sick. It wasn't terminal, but he was not doing well. It changed your perspective on life. Joe, he agreed to come forward to meet her. I had the very big privilege of introducing both of them together. Uh, 
um, the, the reaction was tremendous. I just almost cried on the spot. I was not, not even a member of that family. It was that emotional. They've agreed now to see each other, build a relationship, and go forward from there. Probably one of the best cases I've ever been involved in. Wow, it's like a case of of uh, of a long lost daughter finding her father who uh, gave her up for adoption. That's a beautiful story, Steve. Um, so for those just tuning in with us, we're on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, though his career has taken him all over the world. Steve calls in every Friday and he gives us three stories from his career and he ends with a safety tip. We've heard a story about a doctor who watched his wife wither and die from an illness and did nothing to, 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 to stop it uh, just for the insurance money. We've heard the story of technology helping to find a stolen race car and we just heard the story of the of the re- union of a long lost father and daughter. Steve, now we've heard your three stories. What safety tip do you have for us today? You know, I'd take the safety tip for today and tie it right into the last story. And I, I, I talk to people every week. I know you can have listeners today who are estranged from a sister, a father, a mother, whatever the case may be. No one needs to know why that happened, right? The big deal is get back together. I say reconciliation in this world is one of the sweetest gifts ever, Joe. It'll make you feel great. I've seen it hundreds, if not a thousand times. Just make sure when you go to hire someone, someone that can deliver and give you some parameters for that reconciliation. It's never, ever too late to give up on loved ones, family, and friends. And you know what? I think that's a, a particularly poignant message uh, in the time we're living in right now, where we do need uh, our family. Uh, there are people who want to reconnect, who want to forgive and forget. And uh, and if you have those long lost family members out there, uh, you will want to uh, to connect with them in, in some kind of, of way. So so Steve, the safety tip for today is that when you have those long lost family members and you want to reconnect, make sure you find someone who can deliver on that promise to find that person and to give you that reunion that your heart so desires. I like that, Steve. Steve, thank you so thank much you, for, for calling. And I'm sorry I was having some trouble hearing you today, but I hope everyone out there got to enjoy uh, that segment. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the First City Forum with What's the Tea on Facebook. Thanks, Steve. That was Mercy by Sean Mendez. Oh, man, what a talented young Canadian chap. Uh, so welcome back to the First City Forum, a broad by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm sorry if you guys couldn't hear that last uh, segment too well. I don't know what was going on with the uh, with either the, the the microphones or or Steve's phone, but uh, welcome back and uh, welcome back to What's the Tea on Facebook. Now, What's the Tea on Facebook is a segment I created where I scroll through my personal Facebook page and I read the uh, post w- uh, therein and I react to them live on the air. A lot of the times, it's people here from Ketchikan, and sometimes it's people from back home uh, in Michigan or wherever I've been, where I know various folks and characters uh i never really know what's gonna pop up on this uh segment because i know everyone from from uh famous christian singers to 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 um only fans workers so it's always an interesting thing i i always hope i find a good facebook fight so i can really just dig in and read all 150 comments on the air 
So the uh, first post comes from Brittany Joy, Brittany Pope. Uh, she talks about uh, her son, Ben. She says, as I walk through this life with you, my sweet son, I'll hold close all these moments. It isn't the struggle that defines me. It's moving through the struggle. I was not able to nurse you. I was not able to snuggle you through the first month of your life due to healing. Mamas, dads, parents of all walks, we have all been through a lot. We have all loved through a lot. I am here. I am living and loving through the struggle. My scar reminds me that the past is real. My feelings are real. And the joy is real. Brittany, I love Brittany Pope so much. For those who don't know Brittany Pope, she is a uh, a psych- psychologist here in town, soon to be psychiatrist, uh, as she is uh, just a few, maybe weeks, away from her doctorate. Uh, I love Brittany. She comes in the third Monday of every month, and we talk about mental health and mental wellness. And, uh, and, and for those who know Brittany personally... Uh, she has uh, a long wanted children and she had struggled with fertility for a while and then she adopted uh, my pseudo nephew the beautiful Noah and then uh, and then she gave birth naturally to my other pseudo nephew Ben and I'm just so happy for Brittany the, the past year of course it's been a struggle for, for for us all and for her as well but she, uh, so much beauty has come from the last year so shout out to the to the uh, Sulkin Pope family I love you so much oh wonderful 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 uh the next post comes from my aunt janeth mohammed uh she says feels like feel like my entire friday is dragging go on to lunch and it decided to fly by have you guys ever had those days where it's supposed to be your Friday, your your loosey goosey, your 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 casual fun day, and it's just dragging, and nothing seems to be going right. Everything seems to be going at a snail's pace. But then you get to the part where you you're, where you're in your lull, you're taking a break, everything's fine, and then it just zoops by like that, and it's just like, oh my goodness, make up your mind, time and dimensions and things. If are you gonna drag or not? I want the 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 joyful part of my day to drag too. I feel you, Auntie Janeth. I hope your day your Friday. It goes by faster than it's been. Uh, the next post I'm seeing comes from Shuka. He's an artist known simply as Shuka. Now I don't know Shuka personally, but I've been following. We've, we've been following each other on social media for a few years. He's a pretty famous uh, artist. Uh, he's an African artist living in New York, and he draw and he draws life figures in pen or in pencil. Lately, it's been mostly pen. And let me tell you something: the detail and the and the just exquisite expertise and mastery of these uh, photos, uh, well, of these portraits. Are, it's just stunning. Um, so he writes the caption, custom portrait for my favorite collectors. And it is a couple, and he's drawn them in pen. And oh my goodness, Shuka, you do it every time. If you want to check Shuka out on... Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that is C-H-U-K-A. You have to look at his stuff. It is simply amazing. Uh, the next post on What's the Tea on Facebook comes from Lindsay Johnson, uh, and she says, Quinn, and this is a quote from, from her son, Quinn, today the sky is canceled. <laughs> You know what, Quinn? It looks like it. You know, we've got the clouds, we've got the rain, but it's washing away all the ice. And most importantly, it's washing away all the poop. I don't know what's going on in Ketchikan or what's been going on, but uh, uh, the dog owners of Ketchikan do not like to clean up after their animals. 
I've talked about this many times before as as earlier this week when I was walking into the station and walked by no less than 30 piles of poop. I could not um, uh, help but to notice that today as I walked in, uh, the piles of poop were less. There were fewer piles of poop for which I was grateful because, you know, it's just... I don't know, Catch a Can. I guess we get a lot of rain, so that's what people are are thinking when they're just letting their dogs just rip along the path where people have to walk. But it's just a straight line of just defecation everywhere. So I don't really know. I don't really know, uh, Catch a Can. Like, can we can we pick up our dogs' poop? Can we figure out a a, a way to to make this happen? Maybe impose a small fine. Uh, for those caught leaving their dog's excrement all over the streets. You know, it's just not cute. We have a lot of tourists who come. Uh, it hasn't been a normal uh, year and for a little while, but we have tourists who come and they visit us and then they just see poop all over the, the uh, streets. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So the the next post comes from my friend Solomon J. Brown, who is a, uh, is a song writer for, uh, for, 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 uh, for uh, Sony. And he goes... Um, when are we supposed to take our Christmas trees down? Well, Solomon, I never put one up. I never put a Christmas tree up. You know, I live a bachelor lifestyle, so I don't really dig too deep into the holidays. So I never put a Christmas tree up, and I never really plan to. Although I do like the smell of a of, of a real Christmas tree, and you have the the uh, bowl at the bottom of it, and it uh, and it keeps it hydrated, and it cleans the air in your house, and it's just fabulous. But I I'm just not into the whole cleaning up decorations and those kinds of things. If someone were to come to my house and decorate for me, I wouldn't mind that, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm just not a big Christmas decorating guy, kind of guy, so I would say, Solomon, maybe the day after Christmas is over, definitely before Valentine's Day, right? What do you guys think? When do you take the Christmas tree decorations down? When when does a Christmas tree go down? When is the appropriate time? Um, let's see, let's see, do we have one more good post on What's the Tea with Facebook? Do we have one more good post? post oh oh the last post on what's a tea with facebook goes uh, is from my good friend rodney watkins who has a clothing line uh his clothing line is called blackletics and he is a, a businessman and he has uh and he has uh created a black owned athletic uh wearer brand called blackletics and it's just fantastic stuff he really goes uh above and beyond and and providing quality products he uh he has everything made in the same factory that the uh that Nike uses to make their products, so it's all quality. It's all up to up to, to par, but it's not quite as expensive. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same price uh, tag as a as, as a Nike while having the same quality. It's really good stuff. So he writes the caption: "So excited about this. So much more work to do this year. I always need help. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes, and I'm always in need of creatives and experts and people just willing to help support a movement. And it shows a video." 
of his clothing in a store. I am so proud of my friend Rodney. He, I've, I've seen him uh, go from uh, just creating something and having it online at his own online store to now being in a brick and mortar department store. Fantastic stuff, fantastic job. So shout out to you, Rodney Watkins. And don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back with more on the First City Forum. Welcome back to the First City Forum, a brought to Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I've got a little article from our friends over at KR BD. Shout out to KRBD. And it's, uh, it's an article posted by Eric Stone. And the article reads, Ketchikan's mayor calls on state authorities to stabilize hillside that's slid onto highway twice in a month. And there is a photo here. And the caption on the photo reads, Rock and rocks and debris blocked the northbound lane of the Tongas of the Tongas North Tongas Highway Wednesday evening, January 12th. It's the second time in a month that the slope has slewed onto the the roadway. Uh, photo courtesy of uh, Jenny Smith. Now, uh, this is kind of a scary uh, situation. So the article continues to read, uh, Ketchikan's mayor is calling on state transportation authorities to stabilize a slide-prone hillside that's disrupted traffic on, on North Tongas Highway for the second time in a month. Photos posted to social media show boulders blocking a lane of traffic Wednesday evening. Drivers reported long delays in the area. No injuries were reported. Mayor Dave Kyle Shout out to Dave, to Dave Kiefer. Says the city officials recently met with the state transportation commissioner and discussed the unstable slope at Wolf Point. Uh, this is a quote from Dave. The city uh, is incredibly frustrated, he said, because we've been pushing the state, specifically DOT, to deal to deal with that hillside for several years now, and we all and all we keep hearing is that well. They're having right-of-way issues with the property owners. Oh, uh, and given the fact that we're talking about a public safety issue here, that just doesn't cut it anymore. I'll say so, Dave. Uh, Kiefer says Wednesday Lance, Wednesday's landslide comes as no surprise. Uh, after the last slide on December 14th, the city's public works director sent a letter to the landowner and the, the and the department of transportation warning that the rocks and the and the debris looked likely to slide further this is really really scary stuff ladies and gentlemen for those of us who like to walk for those of us who like to run um i used to run down uh from my house down to to walmart all the time and there's that there are just huge walls of rock just everywhere because we obviously live on a mountain so the fact that there are landslides happening twice in a 30-day span, mind you, uh, it, it's really concerning. Uh, you, uh, I saw a post earlier from Jenna Lee Gage. Shout out to Jenna Lee Gage. And she was incensed about what's going on and about the, the lack of action. For those who uh, who know Jenna Lee Gage, she suffered a horrific incident, uh, I don't know how long ago, where, uh, where she was uh, sitting in a beautician's uh, chair uh, under a hairdryer when the asylum used to be a beauty salon and a boulder literally crashed through the ceiling crushing and degloving her leg somehow she miraculously still has her leg but she had to go through skin grabs and all kinds of things in order to save her leg so uh, she has a particular interest in this so i think that is a big part of why she's so passionate and 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 her posts just really uh pointed out why it's so important to take care of this issue before someone dies i think she said something to the effect of um the department she spoke to said that no one's died, so they couldn't take immediate action. And why would someone need to die being crushed by a landslide or a giant boulder before action's taken, taken when we're having these happen more and more frequently? 
Uh, you know, it's just disturbing. It's disturbing. And, but I guess it's part of the pitfalls of living on a mountain, right? I don't know. I don't know the, the the answers. If you guys have any ideas as to what we can do, if you have any opinions on this, please call in. The uh, number to the studio is 907-247-2000. Um, and, and you know what? I guess I will sort of end there and see what can we do about this. This seems to be a really big problem. And we have a few um, uh, severe weather warnings for for today and tomorrow where the uh, warning has said that more landslides could be coming due to heavy rain and heavy wind and because of all the ice we've had, I guess things are loose and is, and is I don't know. I'm not a geologist. I don't know what's going on. But this is what the reports are, are telling us. And guess what, guys? I'm scared. I'm frightened. NEM, I'm frightened. <laughs> so, well, I guess it's not funny, but all right. So we have basketball games happening to, uh, this afternoon. The girls are playing at 2:45 versus Diamond uh, at, at Lathrop High School, and the boys will be playing at 4:30. I'm excited to run boards for those today. So I guess I'll be back in the studio pretty soon. Uh, you have been listening to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm your host Joe Williams, and uh, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank my uh, my guest Steve Carmen, who calls in every Friday, and he gives us three stories from his career as a private investigator, and he ends with a safety tip and his safety tip for today was basically just to reconnect with that loved one not that loved one who damaged you but the loved one who maybe you had a small falling out with and who you just really want to reconnect with like reach out and you know let bygones be bygones if you can't find them hire a really quality private investigator to go out and help you find that person because guess what we all need each other especially in today's world once again thank you guys for tuning in to the to the first city forum and i I will see you, I believe, next Tuesday. I think we're closed on Monday uh, because of Martin Luther King Day. Shout out to Martin Luther King Day. He had a dream, and every day that dream is uh, is becoming closer and closer to being accomplished. Look at me, a young, a strapping black man here on an Alaskan radio station. Martin Luther King, shout out to you and your dream. We love you. Happy birthday, and uh, I'll see you on possibly Tuesday. Bye-bye.